This is not financial or tax advice. This podcast is strictly educational and is not investment advice or a solicitation to buy or sell any assets or to make any financial decisions. Talk to your own accountant. Do your own research. everybody, welcome to Non-Fungible Films Presents Web Threesome. Hey! This is the threesome. <laughs> and Leia, just to... What the fuck? Wait, what the fuck is Non-Fungible Films? Leah. Sorry, guys. <laughs> it's just like... This is gonna be a thing. Her name is spelled Leia, but it's pronounced Leah. It's spelled Leah. Leah is Leah. spelled L-I-A in my, in my well, brain. Well, okay. Whereas your name is spelled a beautiful way, L-E-A-H, and I think of that as being Leah. But that's your name ni- is that's Leah. That's nice for you. Who yeah. decided that it was Leah? Um, God. It's God? Your, <laughs> your name is <laughs> Leah. Did you decide? It's Leah. Yeah, it's that's Leah. What, that's what I thought it was. Yeah, I thought it was Leia. Because of Princess Leia? Because right. the way it's spelled? Yeah, so Princess Leia is spelled L-E-I-A. Oh. I just watched your brain rewire that's, that's, in real time. If, wait, <laughs> you just like short-circuited. Princess like, Leia is spelled L-E-I-A. Are you sure? Are you sure? Chase, pull it up. Yeah. <laughs> L-E-I-A? L-E-I-A. My name is spelled L-E-A-H. But if you were to sound out the vowels and consonants. Oh, so it's Leia. Leia. I'm so over I think of Leia right when I read the way that your name is spelled. Leia. Oh, it Leia. is spelled L-E-I-A. incredible. Oof. Well, there you have well, that, it. That makes sense as can, Leia. Can I just hear And it goes to show that none right. of us are really huge Star Wars nerds, even though I love I that franchise. Actually, I should, you me? should know that. I can't, no, yeah, I'm actually not a Star Wars guy at all. Really? Yeah. Okay, Darth Vader. I mean, <laughs> what if the shoe fits? I'm curious. What what was like your favorite film series as a kid? I don't I don't like sci-fi in general. I don't in general. Yeah. What do you like? Comedy, comedy, action, thrillers. It's no. so funny to me that like you can love a genre and it just doesn't rub off on you at all. It did with Jeremy. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So hold on. So jump back. You you look like you enjoy apocalypse films. I don't. Whatsoever. No sci-fi is whatsoever. <laughs> no sci-fi. You've never watched a sci-fi movie? No, I've watched. Yeah, but you've never enjoyed. No, uh, by the way, Lord of the Rings, we, can we put that in the same category? Wait. Because that was I the would, fucking no, I'd worst. say Lord of the Rings is more fantasy than it is okay, sci-fi. Okay, fantasy? Hate fantasy. I watched Game of Thrones, one episode. Yeah. Motherfuckers in a circle with dragons. I was like, what the fuck is this? Couldn't no do it. way, wow. Game of Thrones, no. Not even with that sharing in it. Look, look at the unicorn at the table. Let me ask, don't talk to him about unicorns, they're fantasy. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm I so don't sorry. like unicorns. What is sorry, it? Sorry. I mean, listen, this is like, we're, it's a hard pivot. We're going to have to get back on track here. Mm. But like, what is it about imagination that you don't like? Well, because you know, my imagination is crazy. That's right. the thing. I'm insanely so creative. So you just need a rest. Not along, if it's not along the lines of how you would define something ma- magical, it doesn't sound right <laughs> I need to, to be you. in control, Cameron. No. Okay. I, th- I, I think, it's, I think it. it's honestly because my mind is so crazy all the time that when I'm watching a movie it's more like an exhale where i need it to be like just what it is i i don't okay. want to have to think constantly when i'm watching is entertainment right like yeah it, i figured it out so you only watch the real housewives no <laughs> i should start yeah i should start wow. but but yeah, we're gonna it, we're gonna unpack this later it could just be a taste thing but i mean that's probably what it actually is i don't watch lord of the rings 
and have my mind go running. I, I kind of, I feel like those movies more than anything. Put you to sleep. No, they, <laughs> they allow me to just get immersed into that fantasy world. Because yeah, I'm not weird. having to define anything. I'm like, whoa, these guys put a lot of thought, like, Token put a lot of thought into this. So I'm just going <laughs> to yeah, enjoy I'm, I'm, this I'm, insane I'm team universe. fantasy. I'm a fantasy freak. I'm a fantasy freak. Yeah. I like all kinds of fantasy. Fantasy football, fantasy films. Fantasies I live in I'm in more my like, head. what's your fantasy? You know what I mean? And I, I would love to know what your <laughs> okay. fantasy is. All right, is. Daddy. Yeah. And welcome back to Web Threesome. I'm Cameron <laughs> Moulin. To my right is Leah Lamar. And <gasps> in my front and center is Jeremy Fall. We are here to break down crypto and NFT markets and uh, try and make it a little more palatable, palatable, and, palpable, and Pal- palpable, <laughs> and uh, help some of these things make a little more sense. Uh, Jeremy, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Because it's our first time having you on the show. Hi, yeah. Jeremy. You guys have done this before. We've done this once before. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> Thanks for the invite. This is our second pilot. It's yeah. our second pilot. Oh, second we felt pi- yes. For the web threesome, we needed three. It didn't stick. It just didn't feel right. It was sticky. It was sticky. It was sticky, but we needed you. It was a sticky twosome. We just wanted it. Listen, we're giving you a trial run right now, so. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, Well, first of all, that's why I wear my shorts. My short shorts. Yeah. Um, The reason why, this is filmed, right? Yes. Yeah, we need to see leg, more leg. Well, the the thing is, I think people don't realize that I'm six foot seven. So if you, depending on the camera angle, it looks like I'm not wearing any bottoms. Do you see what I'm saying? Because it cuts off. <laughs> right. But I am wearing bottoms. I want to make sure people knew that. It was definitely on my mind. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for sharing. I think on a show called Web Threesome, a lot of people would have just been fine with the fact that you weren't wearing that, that's Well, that's why I came in hot. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. The, <laughs> Honestly, knees out. Yeah. I Aesop thought you were lotion pants. on the knees, the whole yeah. thing. Now that I know you are wearing pants, I'm kind of over you. Yeah, no, it's 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 honestly defeating. Yeah, can we get this guy out of We here? couldn't see that he wasn't wearing pants. I was way more excited I was when really excited when yeah. he was wearing yeah, pants. I, know. I was like, this guy's taking one for the team. Yeah. He really gets it. Yeah, yeah. He no, understood the assignment. Well, if I'd known you guys had done this without me, I would have worn shorter shorts. Thank you. Know? you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Just so, thank God he's not wearing flip-flops, you know what I mean? No. The spirit of this whole thing is that all three of us have been involved in one way or another in Web3 for a minute now. And I think it's turned out pretty well for each of us. Um, We've all found and carved out successful niches and projects um, and great relationships. And I think we see a lot of value just having been in it early on. Um, But to a lot of people in the world, it's an incredibly dense and also like somewhat terrifying rabbit hole for a lot of different reasons, right? Like there are security concerns. The idea of wrapping your head around crypto is like kind of mind-boggling. It's a whole new value proposition. Um, and so I'd like to know, Leia, Le- Leia, Leah, Leah and I, <laughs> Leah and I it's got pr- into... Prince- Princess Leah. Princess Leah and I <laughs> gave our bios last time and kind of how we got into it. But Jeremy, unpack your story, how you got into Web3, what it all so looks like So this is like part two of a pilot. Yeah. yeah. So you have to have seen the first, listen and just watch the you first one. You don't have to, to see anything because we might do it again. So we do a third pilot? I might introduce myself to you after you. Is this all pilots? I think so. I think we're just—it's going to be a bunch of one-offs. Do you guys have commitment issues? Is that what this is? Yes, it's all pilots. There's never an episode one. Failure launch problem, and Mm. yeah, our (laughs) podcast needs Viagra. Will you just take off? You're welcome. Okay. Here we are. You guys just—you guys—you guys can—you guys can can go sit down. I got this. Six foot seven (laughs) inches. Yeah, that's human Viagra. I got it, guys. Yeah. We're just walking by Viagra. Six foot seven inches, and that's two separate oh, measurements. Oh, I think Viagra is a brand. I was about to say we got our sponsor. Wait, but, wait, wait. Oh. What is the generic name for that? That is not a brand. Viagra. Like, what is it actually? 
like a pill that Jeremy erects. pretending he's never had to go and buy Viagra. Yeah, lol. Yeah, yeah. Lol. How's we my, know. How's my, Cameron's taught me my acting skills. That's a lot of <laughs> blood flow to get down there at six foot seven, man. We know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So how'd you get into Web three? It's a lot of oysters. Um, <laughs> so, so okay. Jesus so Christ. so if I don't know if you know this, I yeah. mean, you I, you Google me obviously, but. I don't know if you know this, but my background is actually. Jesus my, my I'm back- sorry. We, what? We don't do Web two stuff here. Oh yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's awkward. Yeah, Google. Ew. What is what? this? Pl- what is this going to be on? Uh, a decentralized platform? Didn't think so. Okay, so back to <laughs> <Actually>? Web three. <laughs> it's not going to be on a decentralized platform. Which one would it be? We can't okay, post so this on you. Spotify or Apple. Let's talk about <laughs> oh, yeah, this. Yeah, this is on the cloud. It's yeah, free it's for everyone. Oh, the cloud. I don't know. It's in the metaverse. That's not decentralized. Moonpay is interested. Could you uh, <laughs> fucking kick this off, please? <laughs> Oh, okay. So my background is in the food space as a chef restaurateur, right? So, and so why the so fuck douchey. are you laughing? Just like a chef restaurateur. No, it I was love just like it. everything Honestly, about it. Honestly, I could I could okay, you jump sorry, back? I was a, I, were you the chef or were you the restaurateur? Were you? The, I was the restaurateur. Okay, but so I came you up opened with ideas for, you opened restaurants and had concepts. Yes, and partnered with chefs who yes. made the food. So you created concepts. Yes, and but also the food. Ooh. Yeah. So I, he's a chef. He's and a, a restaurant. Well, I'm trying. Well, yeah. Well, by the way, that's what I said. So what were you a so, chef restaurant? Well, I read. I read that you had. Oh, so you did Google me. Okay, yeah, go on. So you had. Um, <laughs> of course, I googled you. Um, so I googled you, you too, man. Thank you. Google okay. me anytime. I loved you in the teacher. So, oh. <laughs> so you had like two or three restaurants that you opened when in your early 20s in LA, right? I, I had 14, but go on. I don't know what you read. Whoa. 14. You must have read an 14. article from like 2016. Wow. wow. Yeah. I read I read Wikipedia, but I probably just we got to edit that. Yeah, had a, you know, Fuck lapse it. in memory. Also just didn't want to guess. I thought, 14 restaurants in LA alone? Uh no, across the country. And not that any of them are listening, but what was your favorite one? Um hmm. Well, so my first one was like my hit called Nighthawk Breakfast Bar, which is a breakfast or dinner concept. Love. Still open. I I hear there's still a line and a wait. So good for them. Yeah. It's called Nighthawk. The, the Nighthawk, floor price yeah. held up. Yeah, the floor price held up. Yeah, <laughs> floor price held up. Yeah, good. Just kept pumping it. You know yeah. what's interesting? Where do you, so uh, let's take a hard pivot into Web three. Um, do you think? Do you think having come from the food industry, I'm always curious, looking at how community projects end up changing industries. I'm always curious, like where there's a need for Web three and where there's actually just not, and something might be. Kind of a little more scammy and speculative. Mm-hmm. And then we saw Gary Vaynerchuk do his, I think it was called Fly Fish Sushi. Fly Fish model. Club. Fly Fish Club. I think. And and it was a sushi restaurant. And I think that's done moderately well. And then Has it opened? Well, I think the collection on its own has done well. I don't know if the restaurant has opened yet. I don't think it has. Chase, can you check and see if Fly Fish Club has opened up? I feel like we feel would like know. It hasn't opened yet. I don't think so. Well, I'm also, curious. That would be a fast Just in your out. background, do you think that there is a space or a need for NFTs for the food and restaurant industry? So I think my my trajectory in food was never about the food itself it was always like you know i would i always said that my food was overrated which is people are like what the fuck but i think where my strength was was the storytelling and bringing people together using mm. the food as a conduit to conversation bringing people together um creating brands and concepts and experiences which you know not to sound cliche but that's community building and that's what attracted me to the nft space um towards you're the- saying in other words you were trying to build spaces where people eat each other exactly 
Yeah, exactly. Firstly, I love cannibalism. I, underst- I understand why Army Hammer loved you so much. Yes. And, and also, big fan of ours. Why you're on a show called Web Threesome. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Keep that, was, that was good. Um, <laughs> so how long have you been holding that one for? <laughs> <laughs> These things come to me. I let them out. So, so yeah. So when I, you know, I had transitioned more into doing like media, you know, podcasts, shows, or whatever it was. And then when we got hit with the pandemic, I sold my company. I just filmed my my season one of my show, uh, Beats for Breakfast, on Facebook Watch with Miguel. I made a breakfast dish, he made a song, and again, my, I was always looking at food more in like a cultural way. Mm. So after I'd done that, I was stuck at home like all of us in pandemic, was hanging out online, discovered NFTs, became more of a fan for the longest time, really integrated into the community, and I was in it for about a year and a half to two years before I launched something. Mm. So I really, I feel like all of us kind of fell into it, which I don't know your exact stories, but I'm under the assumption that that's how we all kind of fell into it. But you know, for me, it's like, whether I design, because I designed all my restaurants, right? So whether I designed a restaurant, a restaurant brand, food, whatever, to me it's all one thing. Like even when I'm, like right now, over the weekend I just sketched out like a collection. I was like, I, maybe I should drop one at ones. Like, or whether it be like through Probably Nothing or myself personally, whatever it is. Um, so when I created Probably Nothing, that's probably what you were asking. So when I created Probably Nothing, my whole thing was, there's a big space happening. Uh, the people in it, you know, the DGens are awesome. They're ma- there's something amazing there. I have Web2 connections, but the bridge is very, very similar to you, right? The bridge is inexistent, right? Right? It's inexistent. It's like, I don't st- see a lot of these like 20 year old DGens be able to have conversations with big CEOs of companies and whatever it is, and they both need each other. There's no bridge. No one understands both. And you've seen both of them fail in their own way. So we created this bridge. Uh, I, we're an educational brand, but I don't like to call it an educational brand because that sounds stuffy and intimidating and I'm not gonna teach anyone how to uh, connect their wallet and buy an NFT if they don't know what they're buying and don't care about what they're buying. It's gonna fall flat. So I wanna onboard people through cool projects, right? Through things that they're familiar with them, whether it be with you know a record, like we're, we're right now, we're, well, this will come af- out after, but we're dropping a project called Stickman Toys in collaboration with Warner Records and Bose, right? And probably nothing. It's free, and you get the IP of the audio and the visual. First time a major label um, gives IP rights, right? Mm-hmm. I'm onboarding so many people through that. I'm like, oh, it's free, you just pay gas, and you get this. That's my recipe, is to be, no pun intended. Uh-huh. That's my recipe. It. That's my recipe. You know, so that's how I bring people into the space. Your recipe for success, some might say. I would it's, never say uh, that in the humble. It's really interesting. So do you, were you into crypto at all before finding NFTs? And then what was the tipping point for you for NFTs? I was into crypto, but NFTs really like made it, you know, when I, my biggest challenge was in food, you know, that's why I always focus on a personal brand because I'm like, I'm really constrained to these four walls, right? Yeah. I can't, I have people that follow me that are in Tokyo. They're like, I'm, you know, I'm a huge fan of yours. I'm like, you, you know, you've never tried my food, right? So I, right. I had to create other things contextually. So NFTs really allowed to break those barriers where I'm like, how do I translate what I did in food, creating conversations, but without with breaking the walls of that? So most people say, hmm. most people are like, well, food you have to taste, right? Or like, what's the point? I'm like, well, do you watch Food Network, food shows? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, are you eating the fucking screen? No. Still, we connect to food shows. We connect to that food because it evokes an emotional connection, evokes something in us, right? What I'm doing is the same thing. You don't have to eat food to connect to it. And I know that sounds very weird, but 
if you think about it, it's really the context that matters more. Our favorite memories are around meals, you know, that's what's called comfort food. Mm. Everything is built around the memories that it evokes more so than who makes the best pork belly and whatnot. So do you see a future where all the restaurants that you are a restaurateur of or you've created concepts for, you have some sort of umbrella NFT that grants utility in real time to people that show up at, at your restaurant and you can get a free dessert or you can get uh, you know, a free meal or you can get, like, is there something like that in the future? So I don't have any restaurants anymore, right? Because I sold them all. But if I did, I would never do that. And and everyone, no, not, and no, 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 not because I think it's bad. Everyone's asked me that same question. Yeah. By the way. But for me, I think, I think there's going to be uses of, you know, Chipotle is going to drop an NFT for free burritos for a year. I think we're going to see that. Mm. And obviously they're doing things, right? But I, I really think it's going to have to be emotional based conversation based where maybe it's connects mm. to food media it's a really good point and, and it kind of drives back to what i was asking about which is when looking at any industry and how nfts web3 or crypto has an entry point into it I, I really start to wonder if it's necessary like is there is there a space and you can make an argument for anything but the fundamental thing is like where is decentralization where is real community involvement where is um, meaningful digital ownership or a tether of digital ownership to something tangible going to improve a model that exists so with a lot of like big web two corporations especially in entertainment which like just needs ledger systems because like that's just good accounting and i think the, the main issue especially in music is like there's not great accounting and there's not great oversight over royalties. Um, I see that. Like it was, it's so clear for me when I got into Web3, I was, at first I found, I've been in crypto for a minute and I found NFTs and I was like, this is cool, but it all seems like a big scam to me. And I tried buying a couple, I remember what they were. I tried buying Bones Club and I tried buying I'm a Deegan Aliens. Mm. <laughs> and those two projects have not done very well. And I tried to do it as a flipper, but then I stumbled on what Yuga was doing with Board Ape Yacht Club, and for me, something clicked because I saw what they were doing with the commercial rights thing. And I was like, okay, so you're building a brand, you're turning over commercial rights to holders, and you're encouraging the community to create alongside you while you build. And I was like, that's very compelling. That's very interesting. And I can see the use case for that. So it's just... It's all it all for me. It just always comes down to like in any industry. Would it really benefit anyone if Chipotle gives you a free burrito via a little image? Like, is that going to help, or, or why does it help, or how does it create a conversation around that burrito? Well, but that's the other thing, right? <clears throat> is that a lot of Web two companies? I would even consider celebrities Web two companies, mm -hmm. right? Where you have mm -hmm. Kevin Hart and Usher just did their drops, and Kevin Hart didn't even sell twenty percent of his collection. Chris Usher, Brown. Chris Chris Brown sold seven percent of his. I think collection. it was less. It was less. It was something like a, a kind of an embarrassing number. And mm. the thing is, unless your fans are in Web three, there's no community. You have a Web two community, and you have a Web three community. The Web two community is just consumerism, and there's less of a unity. It's just you buy my ticket, you come to my show. Right. Well, it's a very Web two model. It's a it's a right. one way transaction. Mm -hmm. I'm right. giving you a product, you consume it, and then you come back when you're done. I tweeted this this morning. Actually, it was. Something along the lines of like, community is not fostered by founders. It's mm -hmm. fostered by the individuals who are a part of that community. And right. they need to take 
steps on their own to build that community that are separate from the like leader's mission. The, if, if you have a community that rallies around a brand or even an individual like you just mentioned, those people need to be doing something that's cool and compelling that a community rallies around them. But that community is not going to be defined by like the hard work that that person's doing because mm-hmm. those people need to have some form of like identification with what's going on so that they go off and take those next steps. But That's a community. It's like a Venn diagram, like web two, web three, and anything in the middle is someone who's going to buy your NFT. Where <clears throat> it's like if you're Wait, into break that tech, down. That's an interesting, yeah. I like, <clears throat> excuse me. That's actually very interesting. <clears throat> okay. Well, <laughs> and then, and then I have something I want to bring up as well. So I'm very excited about it after your yeah. thing. So like, let's, <laughs> Leah's like, hold on. I just, I just got <laughs> called you. interesting. I just stumbled, so. Yeah. I just called <laughs> interesting. I'm um, sorry. Someone paid attention to me. So, right. Like you have a brand like Chipotle. Yeah. Right. And if if you like Chipotle in Web 2. Sure. But you also happen to be in Web 3. You're already in Web 3. You already understand community and you love Chipotle. When these two overlap and the middle is the NFT, you love if you love Chipotle in Web 2 and you're in Web 3, you're probably going to buy the NFT. Um, I can you're see more that. likely to buy it. Right. But it like but then look at it like this. You got you have Chris Brown, Web 2. Then Web3, you have no one in Web3 who's going to buy his <laughs> NFT. And then you get the, the, the center of it is 7%. Well, that, I think and that's that the, the amount of people that are thing, buying your NFT. The thing to tie, like I like, I like the visual of a Venn diagram. I think, I think you're coming up with it right now, which is dope. I, I would say like it really comes down to what that middle is. Right. And it, the thing is that there might not be that many people in there. Well, not just that. I think it comes down to what the value prop of the middle yes. is because yes. you can you can you can be any major company and you can have people like let's use Apple, right? Apple's a huge it's the largest company in the world. It's got yeah, they're a killing trillion, it. yeah, they're doing really well. <laughs> yeah, uh, I've heard of them. Trillion yeah. dollar startup, market right? cap, right? Yeah. Or maybe not after the crash, whatever. They're the biggest company in the world. And lots of people use Apple products. I love all my Apple products. They all sync up instantly. The cloud is great. Mm-hmm. If Apple came out with an NFT, I would be interested because I'm a fan of the Mm -hmm. products that they've given me, the experiences that they give me. But that middle of the Venn diagram that you're referencing, it really comes down to what it is they're doing. Yeah. What is that NFT going to do? What is the what is the new ecosystem that you're building? And and where is the value to me as a consumer, which I think is the whole revolutionary um, shift in Web3, which is that it's no longer just that that one side the corporation wants to give me a product anymore. The corporation wants to give me some sense of ownership in that space mm-hmm. and everything that they're building. So that part is like, it's why I ask about Chipotle. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, okay, so they want to, like, and, and Chipotle probably doesn't want to touch the space at all and we're just speculating, but like, what is it that they're going to explore yeah. that's going to make it more meaningful for a person who loves Chipotle? I know. But I think it's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jeremy but, knows. But I think it's, <laughs> two, it? it's two schools of people. It's two schools of people who would buy it, right? Oh, it's the diehard fans who are already like your your stands. Yeah. You know, people who will buy whatever you do no matter what. Sure. And in, then it's the camp of people who are in Web3 that are like, what can you do for me? It's the, what is the utility, which is what you're saying. So it's like, if the utility is interesting enough to me and I'm kind of interested in the brand, I might buy it because the utility is so great. But if I'm a diehard stan, like I'm just obsessed with this company, I'll just buy whatever they sell. Can you give me a list of some projects that you think gave, in Web3 specifically, that gave utility where it was like novel to Web3? Something that you weren't getting already in Web2? 
things that you I'm know biased but <laughs> well sure i mean but i'm i'm ask, i'm not asking as a rhetorical not, not, not question saying that there aren't but i'm curious outside of our projects well, I mean, I think... <laughs> no, I'm serious. Okay, non-fungible <clears throat> films. Yeah, so I, I, really do, I, mean, I really do think that NFF does give some really interesting new senses of digital ownership, but, and, and so do things like Yuga, and so do lots of projects, mm -hmm. but... Uh, thanks for mentioning it's, it's, Yeah, everyone here, this project is good. It's why we picked this team, but the... I guess I don't ask that rhetorically. What I ask is, like, one, I think a lot of projects come into the space and maybe with good intentions, mm -hmm. end up just creating a standard Web2 model sure. masked as yes. this is community, right? And it's not because there's no one, there's no second stage like mobilization of the individuals in that community because they don't care about it enough. And two, that quote unquote utility that we all talk about and search for in the space isn't any different than me getting a fucking burrito at Chipotle. So you know, I'll just say, it just so, doesn't change anything. You know, uh, like party DJs, they have utility where, like, look, if you like to party, you go to Ibiza and you use your NFT to get VIP access and walk right into the biggest clubs in the world. And that sounds terrible. But look, <laughs> no, if that, you that like that to party, sounds fucking terrible. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like, don't, don't just shit on other people's projects. Yeah. That is that's an interesting value. This is what I'm saying. Is, I like live. this though. I actually like that idea as a concept. For right. someone no, who likes to party, sure. For shirt. someone right, who likes to party, Jeremy, <coughs> Jeremy doesn't leave his cave. But we're asking for no, we're asking for novel utility, right? Unless and and so, so for some projects, how does it, how does it work? So they well, they're but, connected to all the coolest nightclubs in the world. So they have partnerships with like High and Ibiza, Ushuaia. So you walk into right. the number one club in the world, you show your NFT, and you just it's get a VIP membership, entrance, and they just pass you, walk you right in. in. I have some. That's got such a huge market. Okay, I can I ask a question? really quick. Because um, I'm really curious. You're both extremely smart, and I think I'm missing something <laughs> here. That, to me, does not sound that fucking innovative at all. It's good that someone did it, but, like, you know. But, but, but listen, right? Considering in the space... It's a club pass. Uh, right, but it's yeah. It's a club pass. But, it's a membership. But they're doing something, right? Like, think about... <laughs> like it's what? a membership, but I actually think the membership model works really well. But, I'll, but also think yeah. about this. It's one of the few things where I go, that... That does make sense as a digital piece of ownership. Well, it's like, also, All right, we're offering a membership into yeah. a bunch of experiences that can maybe have a larger reach. Now, you have Web2 models like Soho, where I'm locked into a subscription. That's not the case with NFTs. I made the partnerships mm -hmm. as the brand, right, early on. I only offered 1,000 of these. I know that they'll trade hands, but I'm only ever going to have to deal with 1,000 community members. And mm -hmm. those people are going to get an incredible experience via that membership. I actually think membership is a model... That works really well. Yes. But wait, let me give you more information. Just just to double down no, no, I'm, I'm on like how really... horrible this sounds to you. Okay, okay. ready? Yes, please. So with the so again free bottles. Free bottles. Again, it, this is for people who like to party, right? Mm -hmm, and there yeah. are a lot of people in web three who like to party. That's when you go to NFT NYC, it's when you go to Art Basel, it's all about the parties. Do you like to party? Okay, so <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, but 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 that's because I spend my nights at comedy clubs. Like, my work is at night, you know, so... That sounds fun, actually. More fun than this Ibiza shit. Well, but look, look, right? <laughs> so then, every single background that they have is indicative of a different city that you go to. And it, it activates different luxury experiences in different cities. So, it, you can get luxury transport, you get luxury hotels, accommodations, like, things like that. And then, also, there are, again, for people who like to party, there are different accesses where if you have a VIP wristband on your NFT, you get to be backstage or next to the DJ at these huge concerts. And for people 
who like to party, that's awesome. Like that's a really cool thing who for people who might not have had access before, they would have to stand GA in the back. Okay. Right. I think there's okay. a there's a space there and it sounds like they're working towards it, which is and I'm just trying to like a, a small market analysis of how hard everyone fights every year, right, to get an artist wristband to something like Coachella. Mm-hmm. If you're ready to go to Coachella and you're like desperate Right. And you're like you're excited because you want to do the festival that year. Everyone wants the artist wristband because they want to be able to go backstage. They want to feel super special. So if you're a company that says, all right, we're building a community and we're going to fight to get you that experience at every show, you go, well, hell, if I don't have to I don't ever have to think about it again. I own this pass and I'm always going to get an artist wristband at all these cool different shows. To me, that's that can be pretty interesting. I think Coachella did that. But but do they have does you think Golden Voice has an NFT tied to Coachella does. They have NFTs? Like, yeah, they have like three tiers or something like that. And like, it's like one's like $200,000 and like you get access to like year long artists. But they have that. You know, they had that at Cannes I thought this it was year. really interesting. At the film festival. <laughs> I have a lot tiers. to say about all of this. Well, well listen. Well, no, but, but, but the question was what's innovative, right? And I'm like, at this point, I feel like everyone's fighting to get the first. Oh, we did this the first. Like, we're the first people to do this. We're the first people to do that. But also, a lot of these, like, and and I own a lot of the NFTs that I love that I think do this too, is that their activations are only when there are big NFT events. Right. And, and I'm like, that's not real utility. So if you can offer me something in an off-season, you mm-hmm. know what I mean, when it's not just NFT NYC or Art Basel mm-hmm. or ETH Denver or whatever it is, if, then that to me is almost innovative. Because I'm like, see, you care about the community and you're offering utility in real time around the clock, not just when there's an event. So I want to pivot. Okay. I, you want to add to that? I got a lot to say. Yeah, go. Please. But I'll, Please. Keep it, I'll keep it short. Okay, so when I stand corrected, I will get tell you. I will tell you. I will. Ex, I will explain some context here. My background's in nightlife, right? Yeah. So I think I'm also like parti- oh, hospitality. I, I think I'm particularly picky when it comes to these um, adoptions. Not everything has to be insanely innovative, right? Sometimes it should be, just be practical. Um, that is my the first mistake I've ever made. So I'm sorry. Um, and what I see in we this cut it here live wow. on the show. Dude, don't let's cut it out. Yeah. Uh, mint so, that, mint that. Okay, yeah. So in the, in this scenario, I think there is a missed <laughs> opportunity. I think there's a missed opportunity to create an ancillary experience around the nightlife experience. Mm. I think that's a mistake, right? To me, that thing that you described yeah. is just as unique or cool or whatever as Chipotle dropping a free burrito pass. It really comes down to <laughs> I'm serious. Do you like to party? Do you love Chipotle? It, they're really in the same category for me. What If I were to do something in food, I would look at it as like, why don't we create a community-driven fucking cookbook or something where you actually integrate people where everyone feels like they're my sous chef and creating something communal. Like That's the way I look at things. But sometimes it's really just face value, and that's fine. But to me, the Chipotle thing and the nightlife thing are the same thing. Wait, well, I when think you it's said the that. same model. If we're being blunt, I think the actual experiences are... Radically different. Speakers now, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> it, it dep- I was gonna say it depends how much you love. It depends how much you care. Do you love Chipotle? Right. Do you love to party? Well, if I got an NFT for you, the Chipotle NFT. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. So, have you heard of Superfest? Superfest. Yes. Probably, but new NFT that's a complete music festival, community driven. They choose the artist. They choose the location. It's planned by the community and it's created. That's interesting. By the the people who created Bonnaroo and Outside Lands. Mm-hmm. So That's they know festivals. So Superfest, I think they're minting for like 0.43 right now. 
And as they should. I mean, honestly, you get access to creating your own festival with the community. That, and so that, see, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's amazing because much cooler. The rest of the stuff is like missed opportunities. Like when I see it's like, hey, I'm a guy that knows 10 nightclub owners and put this pass together and charge. Like, it's cool. It serves a purpose. But what can you create around that? Like you have a, sure. such a big opportunity to create something that's complete. Like. Can you, is there more hospitality? Is there more like, and maybe there is, because I don't know this past enough, and maybe there is, but that's why I always think about those things. Like Chipotle has how many locations? Like they have so many physical brick and mortars. <laughs> I'm really like, stuck on Chipotle. I'm saying they should be <laughs> dropping shit like Supreme does at Chipotle or making the community come up with a fucking burrito. You know what I mean? Or like something like encourage, like tell us the ingredients of the next burrito. Honestly, that's I would make that's what, that's what I'm saying. If there was yeah. a, or the world's biggest burrito. Or the fuck they have to do? What but. about if Chick Fil A had an NFT where you could get Chick Fil A on a Sunday? Okay, that <laughs> that's fucking innovation. I'm serious. I would buy that because that's the only time I crave it. I'm serious. <laughs> I only crave it on the Lord's Day. I don't. Crazy. You, I mean, we're you Jewish. Just crave so. it. You just crave it when it makes you a sinner. Yeah. I like that. I don't even like Chick Fil A. If I'm being honest with you. No, nothing. you gotta add cheese and bacon to the chicken. That's why. Whoa. Whoa. Wow, anti-Jew. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pivot here. You're like, and then we add some crawfish. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I said crawfish. I hate it. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna pivot here. Um, I I do a lot of like buying of NFTs. I'm always kind of looking. It's, and him saying, telling us he's rich. Wait, can <laughs> I I I scan, no, but I'm always I, interested in projects. I buy low right? and sell high, guys. Can, I, 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 every yeah, follow time. me for more financial every advice. Time, yeah. None yeah. of this is financial advice, and let's yeah. be very clear. But I, yeah, I'm, Little Miss buys the top. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm curious on two things. One, what your favorite collections are right now. Things that you think are just standalone, whether it's a PFP project or a project that's doing something totally different and innovative, like what we were just talking about. Um, and two, like, what are the sorts of things that you're most like attracted to? Okay, please, ladies first. Yeah, so I'm most attracted to men over six feet tall. Well, yeah. Low hanging fruit. <laughs> I'll be honest though. Low hanging So you're into fruit, one yeah. of ones, huh? Hey! No, I could do a whole football team. Um, but I. They're shorter though. Really? You should have said NBA. Oof. Did you know that I'm taller than Michael Jordan and Kobe, rest in peace? They were 6'6, six, six, I'm 6'7. Six, That's all I'm going to say. You want a fucking trophy? I mean, I wish Honestly, I had. Yeah. They, they, I mean, yeah. All right, so we have Shaquille O'Neal on the podcast, you guys. No, it's, no, uh, he's seven one, seven one. Oh, oof. I'm gonna get Shaq. Can on I tell you guys a funny, just to make you? Can feel I tell small. you guys a, a funny story, really quick? Yeah. So, I go to a lot of games, Laker games, courtside. Um, and so when I or I go to a lot of Laker events, Did right? You just try to call me out for <laughs> saying why, I like to. I want to. NFTs. I want to make you feel like. Oh, I just you, want to yeah. say. Also, thank you for inviting me next week. I really appreciate You're it. You're so welcome. It's not the season's off right now, but next time. I know sports. Um, and, and so I, I've gone to like these like Laker like events and whatnot, and like all of them always are like, "Hey, how you been, man?" So they have no idea who the fuck I am, but I think they think we have to camp together because That's so funny. Since I'm so tall, because you're so Jewish tall, sleepaway camp. That, no, <laughs> that is that is actually it's actually funny. really fine. People that are like, funny. "Hi, Ben." I'm like, "Yeah, how you been?" You know what I mean? Like, it's like a thing. Do you think people assume you can dunk? Everyone is like. You play basketball, volleyball. I'm like, no. Can you volleyball? Do, do you hit your that's head? A, that's an insult. Do you hit your head everywhere? Do you, people ask you to reach things in supermarkets? It's the same four questions every time. Wow. Talk about really boring questions. However, I, you've got to be able to dunk. No, I can't jump for shit, dude. I'm the least athletic person you'll ever meet. This is a waste. Of I'm a not six in. Foot I'm not in man. shape at all. I'm in horrible shape. Jeremy, if you for just you two months, this. if yeah. you two months you just trained, you'd, be, you'd be dunking. Can I ask you a question? Easily. Why would I do that? It's because you us. could dunk. And then what? Then have I have you never wanted to fly? I'm sorry. Did you want to have a successful I'll, TikTok account? I'll take a plane. 
about to fly. Man, man. I'm, I'm just saying, why would I need to dunk? Well, for what? Wasted, say, wasted, wasted. Speaking of dunking. Would you want to dunk if you could? Get, let me just say, first of all, all yes. Right. Like once Second a year? All, speaking of dunking, I just want to say, the most important part about dunking, of dunking is, is dunking the sneakers donuts. you wear. <laughs> and speaking of sneakers, oh. I think we've got a great guest. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so bring I'll give this Fran, yeah, Fran, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. My segues are seamless. Oh my god! <laughs> What's up, everyone? What's Fran, up, Fran? Welcome to the podcast. Thanks, How are you thanks doing? For having me. So happy to have you here today. Sorry, sorry, you had to sit through that. Oh no, no, it was awesome. And I'm sorry if I kick you. Oh, that's fine. So, what's your take on Chipotle? <laughs> Chipotle. Do you awesome. like Chipotle? By the I, way, are you a partier? Um, you know, in my twenties, you know, yeah. But would you that whole Ibiza thing? Would you do that? I probably, <clears throat> I probably would have back then, but back, now, oh, back then when you were nineteen. Now in, in my twenties, <laughs> can but, you pull Fran's mic? Oh yeah, yeah. So in my twenties, I probably would have been uh, interested in something like that. But oh, nowadays, right. you know, either gaming or trading NFTs. So yeah. probably not so much. See, this is a mature twenty-year-old. Fran, let me. I want to run down some questions for you. Yeah. If I gave you, <laughs> <laughs> if I gave you a hundred ETH today, yeah, what do you buy? I actually was just faced with this question recently. Really? <gasps> Who gave yeah. you 100 ETH? Well, and are they single? Uh, so not gave me. So they gave you $200. So I, I did sell my ape recently. <gasps> yeah, I sold my ape. Um, I was kind of thinking, you know, um, like you guys were mentioning earlier, this could be kind of like a, almost like a bull trap here. Mm. And so I was thinking the market would be going down a little bit, kind of thinking of other trades I could do. But at the end of the day, uh, I ended up buying right back into apes. <laughs> not the same one though, right? Not the same one. Not the same one. Um, so I saw a, a leather punk jacket on the floor, and that's a trait that I've been like wanting this whole time, basically. And so, um, yeah, I, my my faith is definitely in Yuga long term. But I just mm -hmm. figured at the time of selling, there might be some like interesting trades that uh, potentially I could get into. Um, didn't end up going through those trades. <laughs> uh, the one thing I did pick up though was another um, uh, Coda. I picked up another Coda after playing um, the other side demo. You know, I've been a lifelong gamer, so the idea of Web3 gaming um, makes a lot of sense to me. I've been playing World of Warcraft since the day it came out. And so, you know, there'd be items that were 60 bucks 10 years ago that are now like $20,000. And you don't actually own those items. It's just the license to use them. So, yeah, um, Web3 makes a lot of sense for me um, and gaming. So, yeah. so you own a lot of other side land? Um, I own like he's like I am other side. Yeah, uh, no, I own like eight <laughs> plots. Uh, so I I, there's definitely people that have like a lot more plots than me or whatever. But um, but you got like are, two, two are, codas. Yeah, yeah, two codas, and nice. uh, I'm sharing also a shared ownership of another coda with a friend. Okay. Uh, I got him to you know check out the project, mint it, and he lucked out on a coda. So, nice. Yeah. nice well, so what do you think about Minecraft banning NFTs? Yeah, so um, Minecraft is a game that I wish I'd have played from the beginning, but I actually just got into it during COVID. Um, during COVID, I was like, all right, let me check this out. And I had a lot of fun in that game. Uh, I thought it was amazing. And so, yeah, I get, um, you know, especially, uh, I think Bill Gates has talked a lot about how he's not the biggest fan of NFTs and stuff. So the fact that they own uh, Minecraft, it kind of makes a lot of sense that they're, you know, um, pushing back against it. I think if you fast forward to like five years from now, pretty much every game will have to integrate it to survive. Mm. So, you know, it is what it is. They're 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 definitely winning their customer base by doing this because gamers hate NFTs. Like, it's mm -hmm. crazy. You know, it's, it's so is, weird. It's, it's a such really a weird thing. interesting phenomenon. Yeah. One, I'll touch on Microsoft, and then I want to, what you were saying about gamers, but I think Microsoft, I heard this story, I won't say who said it, just out of respect, but I heard this story that they had with, they had a conversation with Steve Ballmer, um, <laughs> and they were basically like, you know, why are you always a... Uh, 
you know, a second actor to everything. And he and Balmer responds with, I'm perfectly comfortable being a third mover into markets. And the guy was like, no, it's a it's called fast follower. It means second. He's like, no, Balmer's like, no, you heard me right. We're third movers. Because that's kind of how that company approaches everything now is mm. they go, when they think something's interesting, they've waited, they've watched the market evolve, they've watched it become something that's huge, they watch gaming dwarf film and TV, and then they go, now yeah, we're going to buy Xbox. You know, <laughs> and they'll just step in and they'll purchase something huge for tens of billions of dollars. But the thing about gamers hating Web3 or digital ownership, I, you know Yatsu, right? Um, I recognize the name. But. He's the guy that he runs Animoca. Okay. Um, really brilliant, smart, smart guy, right? Mm. Just a- absolutely genius. And he was talking about how inherently, this same model that you used about World of Warcraft, like mm. inherently gamers understand mm. that they should own the assets that they've either grinded for, that they've been playing and they've earned because they've spent so much time into, but they're just used to these systems that don't allow for that ownership. And that this pivot towards now, all that's changed is you actually own this thing. You worked really hard, now you own it. And you can decide what to do with it. It's just an asset. And it's just about this adoption. And I think the people that really don't like it are the game developers themselves. Because they're going, well, now I don't own it, right? Which is really like there's no loss to those developers. People are still paying to play the games. You might even be making secondary revenue sales off the sales instead of assuming that on World of Warcraft when you sell an item, World of Warcraft makes no money. It's yeah. all on a it's all on like IGE or like a trading platform, right? Yeah. So for me, I, I really think that it's the developers that have, and I'm happy to hear everyone's thoughts on this, but I really think it's the developers that have this leap of faith that needs to be taken that like it doesn't in any way jeopardize their ownership of their game. In fact, all it does is expands ownership for players of the game to have things in that ecosystem. Yeah. I think it's fear-based. You know, it's, it has like a zero-sum mm-hmm. game mentality, no puns intended, where where people think, you know, if this other entity takes off, mine will tank. And it's not like that. They can coexist. And so I think, you know, just like Fran was saying in five years from now, they're going to have to adapt and evolve and grow. So it's like, if you can't beat them, join them. Figure out mm-hmm. how to beat it at its own game where you make it work for you. Have you talked to a lot of gamers about it, Fran? So not necessarily talk, but I also spend a lot of time like on Twitch, and you'll just hear people literally. So I, I um, there's this big streamer, Asmund Gold, and he is you know definitely against NFTs. And I had commented once like, you of all should, uh, all people should get this. Digital ownership is like king. You know, you literally spend five figures on like a sword or something like that that you don't own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I got death threats. People, <gasps> p- people were like, my monkey now, and and like like all this, and I'm just commenting. So like well, it, that's it, just it, troll it, culture it, on the internet. It's, but it's what real is, in the did gaming he space. respond to it? No, he didn't. But he also like makes videos about it. He's like ah, this guy got scammed, ha, stuff like. That. So he's like definitely adding fuel to the fire, you know, and stuff. It just really it's the point of view for some reason over there, which like I said, um, gaming is the reason why it all made sense to me. So yeah, it is what it is. Wait, also, could we zoom out for two seconds? Fran, I feel because like we I'm just so breezed tall. past. Oh. There you go. We breezed Thank past you. your intro. Mm-hmm. If there's anyone who's listening who doesn't know who you are in mm-hmm. the space, or they're just entering into Web three and they're like, "Who's this person?" Yeah. Do you want to give the listeners just a little background of who you are in the space? Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, before Web three, uh, I was very early to uh, sneaker YouTube. Uh, it wasn't a thing at that time. Now there's industries around it. You know, to get your product out there to promote it, that's the way you do it. And um, so yeah, in 2008, started uploading. First, uh, 
you know, monthly videos, then weekly, then at some point it was like seven videos a day I was doing um, at, at the peak of it. And then um, moved on from there to actually launching my own footwear brand, um, a, a sandal company, and uh, sold off my portion of that, got into crypto in 2017, and really just stuck with crypto um, leading up to last year when I finally made the leap of faith into NFTs. You know, I had heard about it before, but I was like, you know, it's someone trying to scam me for your crypto. You know, I'm, I'm not going to, you know, pay, um, give up my Bitcoin or give up my ETH for a picture. What do you mean? You can right click, save it. What really got me into it was um, an app called Vivi. They were doing a the Disney app, right? So, yeah, Disney was one of the early partners. But at the time, it was like uh, DC Comics, um, Cartoon Network, stuff like this. And so these are brands I knew and, right. you know, I'm a lifelong nerd and collector. So this is where it clicked for me. I was like, okay, once these brands are in, it's real and it's here to stay. And so uh, Vivi was my intro. And within a month, I was on Open Seas and, you know, trading and doing all that. And uh, within a couple of days of getting on Open Seas, I launched my own project, Sneaker Punks, uh, 8-bit uh, sneakers. And the idea here is, you know, my 60,000 followers on Instagram really don't have an entry point into Web3. But a $60 NFT of a digital sneaker, that might be something where they can actually learn and figure it out and go through the steps of getting MetaMask and doing all that. And so, um, yeah, collector, creator, trader. Yeah. And if you could mm -hmm. just show the camera the tattoo on your neck, what do we got over there? I got one on this side, too. Yeah. Oh, oh you want to just show us what you got? Is it, so uh -oh. my first brand... The sandal I have on one side, and on the other side I have the the board ape um, hundreds logo. Hell oh, yeah, Bobby hundreds. And you got house. and you got the long sleeve tee. Oh yeah, so this you is got like the hat, the newest merch. You know, the, where are the pants from? Uh, this is my friend's brand, uh, GSP. Jimmy Grecky is a. Yeah. This is actually a fashion podcast now, yeah. so if you could just. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. Well, this yeah. is such a great example stand of up and twirl. commercial rights being mm -hmm. used for the board apes mm -hmm. and people doing who whose apes are those? It looks like D Farmer. I was just thinking that so too. This is Snoop. I was going to say that's Snoop's ape. Oh, and Eminem. So this was actually and this was merch oh, that BAYC put out. Yeah. There's a third one. Who's is that? Is it's that just, Cordell's? Uh, yeah. 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 So and there's a fourth. Oh, that, oh, is it just a repeat? Too. Oh, it's the same too. So, um, yeah, no, you were mentioning this earlier. That was another big thing for me was the IP rights. Is you know, mm -hmm. I, I come from sneakers and clothing. So, uh, with my initial ape, that's exactly what I went to to do: grab collaborations through sneakers and clothing and and all that, um, food and you know, just all the different industries. <laughs> Thanks for the food thing, yeah. man. <laughs> <laughs> no, mo most definitely because you know the way I looked at it, it it's like owning um, Pikachu like or, or Mickey Mouse. Before anyone knew what it uh, knew what it was, that's what I saw it as, and I, 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 I told you that. Remember? Yeah, that's how we bonded Friend, through Mickey. Not not to do insider trading, but if you ever hear of anything that you think is about to be a trend, just let me know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. like but like not in writing. No, yeah, I, I feel like I've definitely it's been telegram. early to like pretty much everything throughout my life, but mm -hmm. crypto and NFT is the first time where you can actually like, you know, um, gain value from doing so. Yeah, and so. Um, so yeah. You, so you're saying yes. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah most definitely. But um, I have a question mm -hmm. for you, actually. So, for example, like Old Navy mm -hmm. now has Bored Ape shirts, right? Mm -hmm. What do you think of stuff like that? I personally love it. I, I understand the argument of you're diluting this project somehow. I, I don't believe so. I think no one even knows about it yet. How can you dilute something that hasn't been known? I agree. Mm -hmm. So um, I think, again, using Mickey Mouse, you know, you'll see Mickey Mouse all throughout the mall in all kinds of different clothing stores, $9 shirts to a Supreme collaboration for $800. There's, uh, um, you know, price points for everyone, and that product can fit in pretty much anywhere. I actually, I 
couldn't agree with you more. Mm -hmm. yeah. And just because non-fungible films is so focused on exploitation development of IP, <laughs> yeah. I have... Just I have uh, anything to make a buck, you know. No, 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 no. But here's my point. <laughs> Get, the my point. <laughs> Get the monkey pox vaccine. Get the monkey pox vaccine. Stockpile them. <laughs> Exploit the pandemic. We're gonna have to cut all of this. <laughs> <laughs> the reason I'm so the reason I say that is because you know Disney infamously has always been a company that has been very precious about their IP, mm -hmm. right? Like they don't want anyone touching their IP, and in the development of NFF, everyone would come to me and be like, well. You know, if you own however many apes and we want to make a show, like, what's the risk that someone else can use it? Or what's the risk that if you've licensed an ape, someone else could sell it off? And all these big questions. And the question also always came down to, is it, are we diluting the value by it being an asset that's being shown anywhere that you don't own outright? And my feeling was always, no, absolutely mm -hmm. not. Especially if you even launch a collection, right? Like with Oscar Haley and The Great Beyond. We're launching this collection, owners have commercial rights, but we have core properties and stories that we're telling. And studios are terrified of that idea, mm -hmm. right? To some extent, because they go, well, I don't own that IP, and so therefore, someone else might dilute the value, but I share the sentiment, which is like, yeah. if you make something bad, there's so much stuff going on in the world today anyway, no one's gonna pay attention. No one's gonna remember it, no one's gonna pay attention. There've been shows with Bored Apes before, like people have made full series. Yeah. No one knows what they are. Like Red Ape Family? If it wasn't a well, it got to cut that too. <laughs> um, but but yes, and yeah. and no, like I'm not here to like bash on anyone. But my point is that like if it's not amazing, mm -hmm. it's not going to stick. And so yeah. it really comes down to the quality of the content that's made, not so much the quantity that goes out. Yeah. Well, yes. Yeah. The other thing though is that if everyone in Web three is about onboarding more people into the space then you would want more fans of the space and more people in the space. So if Old Navy is selling a Bored Ape shirt, people will either be like, what is this? I, I, I don't know if I want to buy just like this weird thing because they don't know what it is. Or Bored Ape fans will start buying Old Navy and buy the Bored Ape. Or people will buy it not knowing what it is and kind of spreading the message further yeah. and starting to include more people in the space. And so it's like, what's the harm? Yeah, I mean, the thing is too is like, I think Yuga and Bored Ape are at a point where they're hitting a ceiling within Web3 to a certain extent. The only way they can grow is more people into Web3, yeah. Yeah. but they need to break outside of that. And before it's funny they because- They need to break on through to the other, other side. side. <laughs> exactly. And I mean, the, the, the thing about that is, the way to do that is to be in Target, to be in Old Navy, yeah. to be in fucking Zoomies. Like, 100%. That's, that's the way to yeah, do it. Otherwise, sell out. Otherwise, like- <laughs> Well, no, yeah. for real though, because like, think about this, like, like we like Basquiat as an artist, right? But that's very much only accessible to people who have like tens of millions of hours to spend on a Basquiat. It needs to be in Uniqlo for us to be able to have that connection to something, right? It's like designer shoes and knockoffs. Like you need, not that these are knockoffs, but you need something that's approachable for that higher tier to mean something. It Absolutely. has to hit different, you know, people. Um, other side you do first trip yeah most definitely what'd um, you think he is other side <laughs> uh it was awesome um you know the idea of a marketplace built in the game where you can be trading these assets and even just playing the first demo and getting an exclusive item for for doing so and being able to trade that or you know even just the experience with so many people um was awesome hearing everyone you know, shouting and screaming and, f you know, figuring out what was going on. It was 4,000 people all live at once, right? Yeah, 4,500 wow. 4, people. 
I need an ape tooth. That, this is what this is making me realize. Yeah. Yeah. I need it. The fact that if you were faced Let with me know the when question, they go down. yeah, right? Of, <laughs> and then back up. Yeah. Let me know when it's trending. <laughs> um, yeah. It's like if you were faced with the idea of what to do with 100 ETH and you bought back in, that lets us know that we need to buy one right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I, again, th there were possibilities for other trades and stuff like this, but I just think over the long run, it is like a, a safe place to park your ETH, basically. It's like Berkshire. Should the podcast, it's like, it's like should, we, should the Web3 some buy an ape? Yeah, I mean, oh, we that we hang on the wall. I mean, Cameron, I mean, let's, let's pitch it to him. <laughs> yeah. talk about it. I, I did want to mention, uh, I know you guys mentioned Zoomies earlier. Uh, my ape was one of the apes featured in that collection as well. Whoa, really? Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Did, so they Wait, licensed your old it for me? Or your new ape? My old ape. So basically the way it worked out was, um, you know, last year, a lot of the um, streetwear brands that I know were reaching out to me, um, you know, getting information about Web3 and uh, Nikki Diamonds was one of those people. And so, um, you know, we were in a lot of spaces together. Um, as his collection was rolling out and talking with Bobby Hundreds and stuff like this. And I had mentioned the IP and he hit me up after that. And he's like, wait, so you're sure we can use this IP? I was like, I'm, I'm positive. That's that's part of, mm. you know, the draw of the, the collection. And within a few months, we got, you know, mock-ups going and the release of uh, at his store. And it spread to other stores like Zoomies and, and stuff like that. So, yeah, that, that was, uh, you know, someone who I knew before Web3 and, again, just kind of, Merging those two worlds together is something that was very exciting uh, to do for me. So, yeah. Okay, I was going to say, if we, could, if we could back up for a second. Mm -hmm. Look, okay, we're giving you 100 ETH. Mm -hmm. let's, let's give it to the little guys. If you're not giving it to Bored Ape, you're not buying back in, what are you getting? Um, so there's uh, a few other projects that are... I feel like our... Um, You're not allowed to say non-fungible films or Oscar <laughs> Hanley. Because I know you would put all of it or in. Probably, yeah. Or probably nothing. Or probably nothing. Yeah, yeah that are uh, undervalued right now. Um, that sounds like a farting noise. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> uh, Gotta get comfortable. I really like Gutter Cats. <laughs> yes, uh, I, I love them. I really like Cool Cats. You like cats? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I do like cats. Uh, I really like Cyber Kongs. I think Cyber Kongs... You like monkeys. Cyber Kongs <laughs> is a very intense community. Yeah, I yes. actually perform for them at Art Basel. Basel, yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. It's Leah. Yeah. Sorry, All right. Okay. All right. Um, it's it's yeah. Bazel. It's Bazel. Yeah. It's a art. Bazel. Yeah. So I perform for them there and meeting them, they're all so bullish on yeah. the CyberConks community and mm. just like the banana coin. I mean, so, you can sorry, just, just, they make so much money every day from it. Yeah. I mean, it. Yes, there was a banana, moment, if you have the Genesis, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I do like how it is an actual ecosystem. You know, the the Genesis makes the banana, which can run the VX through the game, and the um, baby is farming like uh, basically buffs or like experience yeah. boosts for it. So they do have like an ecosystem that's going. You know, it's a play to earn economy that works well. But or tell me if I'm wrong, Fran. I'm pretty sure they were like one of the first. PFP projects for those listening. Thank you. Uh, profile picture projects that hit a hundred ETH. Oh, like yeah. the Genesis Kongs. I think and, even before Punk and somehow were at ignored ETH. and left out of the conversation, even when they were at their peaks, which yeah. was always like interesting Weird. to me. Yeah, they yeah. didn't have. The, it was because a lot of it is marketing savvy. Like some projects mm -hmm. just have incredible. Yuga, for example, is exceptional at yeah. building suspense and marketing. Yeah. They're exceptional. And I don't think that's always intentional. I think that they do mm -hmm. it and that it's just how they tell story and it works. Are really they a well. unicorn but, though? But the floor has held on CyberConks. Um, They're so a unicorn. The, the Genesis, basically yeah. everything's down Definitely. in the market. If you're not, but, yeah. if you're not punks or apes, you know, I think Genesis sitting around 20-ish, they were at 20. over 100 before. Yeah. Um, but today, you'd so, and I don't mean this to bash Genesis Kongs. Mm -hmm. Like maybe it's all about like 
you know, subjective. We don't bash projects. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not bashing anyone. I think that the Kongs community is amazing. I've worked with them for NF. Like, I, they're very cool. You can use but them in Ibiza, you too. Gave me, you can use them in Ibiza. If you gave me 20 ETH, Coda or Kong? I think a, a Coda, yeah. Because well, yeah. you're, you're betting on this project has this wildly ambitious, fully rendered... You know, like three D triple A quality game yeah. experience, and the coda is supposed to be the center of it. The center of it, yeah. Right, and the Kongs. Okay, well, I can make some money off Banana Coin, but it's kind of my thing. What do you think about Ape Coin? <laughs> well, that no, no, no. But what you want to stake it? Okay. What are your thoughts around play to earn? Yeah, I mean, me personally, I, I love that idea. I'm a lifelong gamer. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I have like a, a Game Boy Color tattooed on my arm. and Let me see. Just, if you're playing, you might as well learn. That's just, yeah, super Just like, you know, the biggest nerds. So the idea of merging gaming with crypto mm. and, and all that, you know, those are my two passions. I love it. Um, I think it's, like I said, going to be hard. Uh, a lot of gamers, they have this idea of then it's like pay to win basically would be the other side of it. And they don't like that concept, which I don't fully agree with. Like, you know, if that you, sounds very Squid Game. Yeah, I mean, mm. like, <laughs> if, if or if win you, to pay. Yeah, if you um, if you earn this certain like achievement in, in a game, you are one of a very exclusive amount of people that have it, whether that's in the form of a crown or whatever mm. form they want to they want to do it. And the funny thing is. PlayStation actually just recently announced they're doing this like rewards program for these digital collectibles, and they stressed three times like these are not NFTs, and like they kept just repeating that these are not NFTs, and the fan base was like, yes, thank you, I, this is what I want. I'm like, wait, I don't think you understand. Like, if, if you're like one of 20 people in the world that have this achievement, you could potentially sell it for like you know a thousand dollars or whatever it may be. You could think of the same thing of like going to concerts and people selling the merch, and someone who couldn't be there, they have this item this collectible to 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 show they were there show yeah. that you know a memento yeah this is so worthwhile to talk a about my friend because you know what it is there is a there's a very clear prejudice yeah against nfts as a whole mm-hmm. and we and, talked about it a oh, little bit you're talking about jews <laughs> us too um Fran, are you jewish no no oh, one's perfect dude. it's fine come on so, man i'm starting to like you so yeah. I, I think we should try, <laughs> really try to unpack the reasons why, because I think that there are a lot, we, we're all believers in Web3. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a firm believer in Web3. I'm a firm believer in NFTs, not just because they've done well for me, but because I think there's a lot of value in building a business or a community and a brand that way. Um, there are a lot of reasons why people should have problems with the space today, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, 100%. I think security is a huge issue, and it's mm-hmm. a void that we haven't taken seriously. And, you know, I personally... Like I've been in crypto for a long time. I know how to use a ledger, right? Yeah. Like when I have anything of value, it's on a ledger or a hard wallet because I understand that gives me another layer of security. Yeah. I've fallen victim to phishing scams, mm-hmm. right? Like I've lost, I lost a board eight. Yeah. I've lost, yeah. I lost, mm-hmm. I lost two V1 punks, a uh, clone X and three pudgy oh penguins my. and a whole bunch of other stuff too. At, at one right? time, like in one, two separate, two separate times. Damn bro, that's yeah. a lot. Oof. Yeah. I, great learning experience, right? Yeah. But so when I went to the community about that, yeah, the reception, mm-hmm. you have people who like you who are like, dude, that's so awful. I'm so sorry. But then you've got people kind of in the same vein of like gamers who give you the death yeah. threats because you think something different, who <laughs> just full on lambast you of like, you're a fucking idiot. And you're so stupid and irresponsible. Stupid you should understand. Boy. Yeah, you should yeah, understand. You. <laughs> yeah, you should understand that it's all on you. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, one, 
there's probably merit to what you're saying. Mm. I don't like the way you're saying it. I don't agree with that there's merit. <laughs> First of all, we're all human. And the space needs to be welcoming. Speak well, for yourself. Well, so let me, let me just true. unpack my, my, my view on this, and I want to hear everyone's opinion. We'll start with you, because obviously the gift is like, yeah. you know what? Yeah. The whole idea behind, around decentralized finance and non-custodial wallets is like, I am responsible. This is my yeah. money. However, I don't read Solidity. And MetaMask doesn't always illustrate exactly mm. what I'm doing in a transaction. Right. Up until recently, it's gotten a little better, but like, it's not super transparent. And also, let's just say in a hypothetical, let's use a board ape. Just because I have a fancy sports car and I leave my garage open, right? And it was dumb to leave my garage open. It doesn't give someone else permission to lie to me about what they're doing and then steal my car, sell it, and then everyone goes, well, it's not your car Did anymore because you left the garage open. No, but that's no, the. That's I'm that, saying, just want to make sure you didn't get your car stolen. No, too. I don't have my car no. still. It's okay. Yeah, but there, there is no police in Web three. Well, so there well, is. We got my board date back. Oh, you did. We what got you my board did? How? Oh, yeah. the one that we put. Oh shit. Yeah, yeah. I you we, failed to mention well, that part. I retweeted. I retweeted it. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Um, no, you got you. There's, there, you know, listen. There are incredible. There are incredible minds in the security space who can actually like. You know, you can firstly you can track anything on the blockchain. So we knew where it was, but then you had to KYC the wallet that had it. You had to try and KYC the people that did the actual phishing scam and then try and trace it back via the web on like hosted domains and like but who might have written that code. But were ramifications for the person But you know who got that back That's for you? Centralization got it back for you though. Yeah, sure. But that's what I mean. But so my, my point is, my point is just to, get, just to get focused is like, that's a huge problem in the yeah. space, right? And I also think that that response towards someone making an honest mistake, because it's not like I wanted to lose the asset. Of course. I was tired one morning. I hadn't had coffee. I wanted to get the board eight merch. I clicked the wrong fucking link like an idiot, yeah. right? Doesn't mean someone should be losing huge amounts of money for doing it. But if that's how the space responds, no wonder people on the outside are like, mm -hmm. Yo, are you kidding me? This is a joke. This guy lost all this money on the thing that was supposed to be non-fungible and he, it's just gone now. Of course this is a scam, Yeah. right? And I think but there's it's this our like scam. it's like a double <laughs> it's this double standard where like the gamers think that it's you know it's a scam because it's so obvious and then the people in Web three are like well it's it's good that it's that way because you need to adopt it and no one's meeting in the common sense middle which is yeah it's probably in some ways a really great thing that things are non custodial it's probably a great way and a lot of things that we're decentralizing this type of ownership so no one can tell you what to do with your money mm -hmm. but if someone takes advantage of you. If someone robs you outright with a lie, don't we want there to be some checks and balances in yes. place to keep people safe? <laughs> yes, hundred percent. We well, some... Didn't we just have our first crypto insider trading incident where three people are now going to jail? Yeah. Uh, yes. Well, the I first that was caught. The first. The... Well, there, I think <laughs> there are more and more projects that are starting to actually like see repercussions for oh, rugs, yeah, was Coinbase, for lies. Right? Yeah. Also, well, there was a Coinbase, uh, uh, someone who worked at Coinbase yes. who right. just, yeah. and OpenSea. In, a really, yeah, and open in a really interesting way, too, the SEC did not actually, they, they are not being given the opportunity to stand trial, which was interesting. The way that it was set up, they're being held accountable for insider trading, but they don't stand trial. Um, I'd have to look into this. Who's but it getting was paid really off? Really crazy. Well, yeah. I'm look. I'm not. A, I'm not an attorney. I also think that a lot of the way that's portrayed. I don't know if it's actual insider trading, like as we know it. I think it might be like breaching of company secrets. Mm. But since it oh, doesn't the Coinbase thing was transparent. Okay, the Coinbase oh, sorry, thing was like he, he or she yeah. knew yes. that the coin was going to get listed on Is, Coinbase, and yeah. when that happened, there was always a pump. And was it a security and so, though? 
Yeah, and so they would buy so there, yes. a ton of the coin yeah, yeah. before it got listed, yes. then it gets listed, yeah. it pumps up, and then he sells it. Yeah, the, I was talking about the OpenSea one, sorry, but the OpenSea one where it's oh, like Nate, trading on companies. Yeah, I mean, sometimes yeah. I think they use like these big words to scare people, but anyway. Bring back Nate. Um, the, <laughs> my, my one thing is, you know, everyone's like, decentralization, all these DJs are like, decentralization, all this shit, and then as soon as they lose something and they need help, they're like, where's customer support? I'm like, that's fucking centralized. We're going to end up at a web 2.5. It's yeah. never going to yeah. be fully decentralized. We what might have you, to rename this podcast. What do you think <laughs> What do you think the things that need to change most are for web 3? Yeah, I mean, you're right. You know, people are, are scared to enter into the space. Someone's grandma or uncle is going to have a hard time understanding any of this stuff. Uh, even one of my friends, another one of my childhood friends, he meant it other side and like, I don't know, maybe a month ago, he was looking at his wallet. He's like, my, my land's my land's not there. I was like, what? And I was like, check your activity. And it had been stolen at some point 16 days before that, and he didn't even know, doesn't know what he clicked, doesn't know any of that. Wow. And so, yeah, I mean, if you aren't... You he know, just doesn't know what approval he gave, yeah. but he gave away oh, the approval. Yeah, at some point. Oh, man. So, that sucks. Yeah, so, you but know... But that's a perfect example of, yeah. like, I gave an approval and... As a space, we just expect you to learn solidity yeah. at the beginning to understand what it's doesn't. It's not. It's not fair. It's just not fair to the consumer. Yeah. So there are things like that that need problem solving. But again, we're so early. We're basically beta testing this stuff. Right. Yeah. Um, the systems we're asking for, I think they'll be there in time. You know, the internet now is nothing like what it was in the '90s. Um, the fact that we have it on our phone and so many other features and so on. So. Well, email used to be a scam. Remember that? Yeah, it email still is. Every well, that Nigerian was. prince needed the money. Yeah. Yes, he did. But yeah. you know, do you think people would frown upon tutorials? Um, no, I, I don't think people have the patience for tutorials. I have a lot to say about that, but, but we don't. But have you know, it's like it's like grandma, grandpa. <laughs> yeah. Like if they watched it, my I'll just say this because I know we got to go. My dad, I showed him a board ape and I explained how much money it was worth, and he went into a full blown manic panic so attack. This he he was just <laughs> like he was just like the national debt is trillions of dollars, and you're saying this is worth like mil multi millions yeah. of dollars. Yeah. It's he's he he was like you want me to believe this? You're joking. You're you're mm -hmm. this photo, this cartoon of an ape. Yeah. You expect me to believe this is actually worth money? Yeah. And I was like, so this is going to be a long road for us. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> well, I also, so was social I mean, media. just to be fair, yeah. before we wrap it up, I think you could say that to someone that didn't know anything about art. That's the first thing. That right. Very yeah. true. Like if you didn't know anything about art, no one has ever explained art to you. And I showed you a Van Gogh and I was like, this is worth $40 million. Someone would have been like, oh, they only know about economy. They only know about finance. And they're like, wait, 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 wait. $40 million? Like, I would never make that in a lifetime at my salary. Like, that's worth, that painting is worth 40, like, it's the same response. Yeah, yeah. I, I think with art, people are more shocked to hear the price, but they'll they'll be like, yeah, I guess that makes sense or whatever, you know? Sure. Yeah. That they're willing to, like, let they that slide. It. They but it. in this case, you know, it's so new that people, they're not and I don't ready. And I don't think we've taken a jump into the value of digital goods yet. Yeah. yeah. Fran? You are one of the best people in Web3. You've always been a champion of everything I've ever done. Yeah. You've been a great friend. Yeah. It's an honor to have you on the show. Thanks I for hope having you come me. back, man. Oh, yeah, definitely. Anytime. Wait, Fran, do you have any final thoughts? Anything you want to say to the community or uh, not in the community yet? Yeah, just in general. Um, if you are just now finding out about Web3. Um, Web3 or Web3 some? Web3 some as well. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, definitely um, check it out. Take the time, you know, even if you're just listening in on Twitter spaces or whatever it may be. Um, there's a lot to unpack, that's for sure, but uh, it, it could potentially, uh, you know, 
change your situation or you might just meet new friends or whatever it may be. So definitely a space worth checking out. Um, uh, I do have my project as well, uh, Sneaker Punks. And um, yeah, th thanks for having me. We'll see you in Ibiza. Yeah, see you there. Yeah. It's great meeting Sneaker you. Punks yeah. was the OG artifact. Yeah. 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 It was right next to the Mona Lisa. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's so weird. It's like, why would you pay millions of dollars for a painting of a girl you need to tell to smile more? You yeah. Know? Yeah. But That's not even in Ibiza. No. <laughs> so how much do you love Ibiza? You're going to meet to yourself one of these days. <laughs> hey. I was I'll looking in the support. mirror when I said that. Yeah. <laughs> Cue outro attack. Yeah. Yeah. Threesome, I've, threesome, I've been Leah Lamar. Hey, threesome, that's been threesome, Jeremy Fall. That's, I think, threesome. Cameron. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's Cameron by himself. Yeah. I'm just spitballing what the outro track might be. Web. We'll figure it out. Threesome. 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 Web. Threesome. 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 Chase is waving like, get the fuck off camera. All right.